Have you ever been given a goal by your supervisor and thought, ugh, what were they thinking? My team's gonna hate this. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. If that's ever happened to you, you're definitely not alone. Every manager, every leader has to figure out how to motivate your team in situations like these. I mean, people don't like it when they feel that goals are shoved down their throats. Goals that might have been set by people who don't have all the facts and they maybe didn't ask for input. Ideally, and this is a lesson in your own leadership, you want to make the most informed decisions you can and ask for that input. But as a leader, you're not always going to have those opportunities. And sometimes you're going to have to implement and motivate and energize your team around things that maybe they didn't choose. The good news is that you and your team can still thrive in those kinds of situations. There are ways to motivate and to energize your team even when you didn't set the goals. Let's start by a quick look at that word motivate. And despite if you clicked on the title of this particular episode and you're wanting to motivate your team, the first thing to understand is that you don't actually motivate anyone. A person's motivation always comes from inside them. Your responsibility as a leader is to help release that motivation. So the first step when you're wondering how to motivate your team is to remember you can't actually motivate anyone. Don't motivate, cultivate. You create the conditions to release their motivation. The next thing you wanna do is take responsibility. And this is difficult and challenging when maybe you didn't make the choice. But the worst thing you can possibly do is to walk into a team meeting and say, those clueless jerks gave us these goals and I guess we're stuck with them. Those kinds of statements are leadership suicide. They kill your credibility. They disempower you and your team and they make your team wonder who they should be talking to if not you. So you don't wanna shirk this responsibility. You wanna own it. And the way that you start to do that is first you can be transparent. You don't want to act like a victim. You don't want to encourage victim thinking in the team, but it's also okay to acknowledge the situation. If the goals are difficult, say so. Remember the most important currency that you have with your team, it's their trust. If the team clearly feels that the situation is unfair or challenging, it's okay to voice those feelings for the team. For example, you might say something like, listen, you might be feeling that this is tough, or even a little unfair, and I get that. You don't need to turn it into a moaning session and let everybody wallow for an hour in their negative feelings, but to simply acknowledge how everyone is feeling and maybe give them a little bit of time to voice that and then move forward can be helpful and authentic and real. From there, your team needs to hear you voice your belief in what's possible. This is the vision part of leadership. It's picturing your team succeeding and letting them know their own potential. Yes, these are difficult goals. And yes, I know you haven't done anything like this before. And it's maybe not what we would have chosen, but I also believe we're up to the challenge. In fact, this can be the most significant achievement we do together. Then help them. Rather than the disempowering, like these are your goals, go figure it out, stop your complaining. Try something like, Okay, so this will be our greatest achievement and you won't be alone. I'll be with you each step of the way. 
We're going to do this together. I'm committed to helping all of us succeed. And the thing is, of course, you've got to back that offer of help with real action or you won't be asking how to motivate your team. You'll be asking how to reclaim your lost credibility. So as you put yourself in the arena and say, hey, we're in this together, you, your actions need to back that up. Next thing you want to do is to own the problem. How do you do that? Well, top-down goals are difficult because people feel disempowered. Motivation drops when people feel like they don't have control over their own fate. So what you want to do is help restore some of that power. You may not have had the input into the goals, but as a team, you have full ownership over how you're going to accomplish the task. So you can ask, how can we solve this problem together? How can we be the best version of ourselves as we tackle this? How can we do this and achieve this particular goal in a way that we are going to feel awesome about, that represents our very best and that we're going to be proud of when we're done? When you help the team own the solution, you've restored some of their power and their motivation. So you've addressed the situation, you've acknowledged the emotion of it, you've owned it, you've tapped into re-empowering your team by tapping into their motivations, what it can look like for them to do it well, and, and restoring that power. The next thing you want to do is to be sure to advocate for your team. Part of the, your responsibility as a leader is representing them, representing your team, your department, your organization, actively managing up and getting as much information about why goals were set the way they were. The more information that you can share with your team, the better off they'll be, the more they'll understand and be connected to whatever it is you're doing. Also, you want to take the opportunity to share any facts that the decision makers may not be aware of. Once you know the goals that the decision makers are trying to achieve, if you've got other information that can help them achieve those in a different way that makes more sense, be sure and share that. You know, yes, share it respectfully. Share it in terms of the goals and outcomes they're trying to achieve, but share it. You're not always going to succeed in changing their minds, but the credibility with your team and your organization will grow. Your team knows that you have their back, and your leadership knows that you're thinking strategically and thinking about the bigger picture and trying to achieve the goals that are going to help the company overall. Then you'll gain more opportunity to speak into the goal-setting process in the future. Now, whatever strategy your team developed, get out there and do it. Become its biggest champion. Remind everyone of their potential, the process, and their input into the decision of how you're going to do it. Then hold yourself and the team accountable for those results. And as you succeed and as you achieve them, take the time to celebrate. When you get it done, make a big deal. Thank the individuals. Thank the team for their effort. Celebrate the team effort. Fly that flag and let your own supervisors know what the team did and how they did it. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. As you know, I love to answer your questions and... I would love to answer your leadership management related question. You can send that in one of two ways. You can email me david.die at letsgrowleaders.com or you can go to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com 
and you will see a big orange button. Click that button. You can record your question, tell us where you're from, your name, and your question, and we'll use that on a future episode. Today's question comes from Abi. Abi writes, David, thank you for the episode about holding your team accountable for the first time. My question is a little different than that, however. I have a team member who loves to tell stories, and he's a good storyteller, but he takes up too much time telling these stories. How can I help him? Do I need to hold him accountable? Abi, this is a great example of the kind of question that can be irritating and frustrating all at the same time because it seems obvious, but it's a little tricky. So how do we go about this? Before you try to hold somebody accountable for something, there has to be a clear expectation in place. So I would not recommend an accountability conversation with your team member, but I would recommend that you have a conversation with them, sit down and talk about what you're noticing. And you can use the Inspire method from a previous episode to have that conversation. And for listeners who might be joining the show just now, the INSPIRE model is an acronym. INSPIRE stands for Initiate, Notice, Support, Probe, Invite, Review, and Enforce. And it's a model to have those tough conversations. You can look on the site for more information. So your conversation might go something like this. Hey, I'd like to talk with you a minute about something I've noticed that I think will help you to be more effective and more influential in your work here. I've noticed that you are an incredible storyteller and in meetings you're frequently telling stories and they get people laughing and they get people energized and it is an awesome quality. One of the challenges I've noticed is that in many of our meetings we're ending up because of the stories not getting to some of the action items and the decisions that we need to get made and we either have to go long or we're having to have another meeting about it. And I'm curious if you have noticed that or if you've experienced similar things in other aspects of your work. And when you ask a question like that, you're inviting them into the conversation. It's not an attack. It's not a gotcha. It's a conversation. Genuinely want to have that. And then, you know, as the, you, the conversation goes forward, what you want to do is set some clear expectations. So listen, what I would like us to do in the future is I want to leverage and I want you to tell those stories and, and all the good that's coming from them. We need to find a way to do it in a way that we're, where we're still able to get our decisions made on time, have the dialogue we need to have in the meeting, and get done on time without having to schedule another meeting. That way you get back to work, everybody gets back to work, and we're as productive as we can be, while also getting the benefit of the stories. How do you think we could do that? And you invite them into the conversation, you invite them to come up with some solutions. And whatever you come up with, uh, you know, review it, and then have a meeting afterward, later on to see how it went. So for example, if they were to say, oh yeah, you know what, I totally, I, I love telling stories and I get lost in the moment, it's true. You know, um, how about, can you give me a high sign and, and I'll wrap it up, I'll knock it off. And they say, sure, okay, let's do that. Next meeting, try it, see how it goes, meet briefly afterwards, review how it went, and then you're off and running. So in this situation, I'd be, you don't want to practice accountability. There's nothing to hold them accountable to or for unless their work performance isn't happening or, or something else like that. 
what you're doing is giving them a moment, a little bit of coaching to help them grow, to help them be more influential. Once that's established and they've made an agreement that, yes, I'm going to do that. Yes, when you give me the sign, I will wrap it up. We'll move on. If that doesn't happen, then you can have a follow-up conversation and say, hey, listen, remember the commitment you made? That didn't happen. We need to make sure that it's happening because these are the consequences. This is what's not happening. This is how it's affecting the team. How can we get there? Abi, thank you for that question. It doesn't just go to this particular topic. It's a question that addresses many of those kinds of behaviors that leaders face. Have a conversation, set some clear expectations, review the consequences and how it helps them to get where they want to go or negatively impacts the team. Make an agreement and go from there. I'll look forward to answering your question in a future episode. Remember, when you're wondering how to motivate your team when you haven't set the goals, remember that you don't actually motivate anyone. Your job is to cultivate the environment where you honor your team and you bring out their best. Re-empower them, focus on what you can do, advocate for your team, and then do what you're going to do with excellence and celebrate it. Until next time, be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.